0: Good day spiritual artists this is chris miller podcast host artist all those things <laughs> i wanted to give you something to chew on this week while i take a week off and go to santa fe if you followed my podcast for any amount of time you know that i love santa fe and i go there at least once a year and it was kind of pivotal for me in this whole transfer into writing a book and learning the path of a spiritual artist was going to santa fe And being alone for a week. Now, I'm not going to be alone this week. I'm going with a good friend of mine, but I am going to Santa Fe to kind of relax. My show is coming down this weekend. It was a great event. I enjoyed it, but I need a little break time, a little break time before preparing for my fall retreats. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to share with you an old podcast that I did way back in the beginning that I'm really proud of. It's a storytelling podcast. So I encourage you to take a deep breath and listen to the following story. It is about one of my trips to Santa Fe and about a very good friend of mine and my experience to go visit her. I love this story and it tells me and reminds me a key pivotal lesson. And that lesson is that we are all guided. We are all guided through our creative intelligence and who we are and through a greater power. And so while I'm gone for this week, I thought you might want to enjoy this re- release of a drive through Santa Fe. So enjoy this re-release. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you're going to realize that I recorded this long before I started doing YouTube. So I'm going to insert on YouTube pictures of my trips to Santa Fe for your enjoyment, showing the beautiful sunrise, the beautiful sunset, and all that comes in between. So enjoy And stay tuned and follow the Spiritual Artist Podcast on YouTube or on your favorite podcast player. Talk to you soon and have a great day. Remember, you are a spiritual artist. Welcome to the Spiritual Artist Podcast. This is Chris Miller. I invite you to join me as I interview artists from a variety of disciplines. We'll share powerful stories and lessons learned while making their art. Hey listeners, this is Chris Miller with the Spiritual Artist Podcast. It's been several weeks since I've done an interview and I'm looking forward to an upcoming interview, but I thought I'd give a special issue here and tell a story, a story of my recent adventure in Santa Fe. Um, I go to Santa Fe. It's in my book. I've talked about it in the spiritual artist book that I go to Santa Fe once a year. And it's sort of a spiritual journey for me. I take one week off and I dedicate it to myself. Um, I often paint. In a studio in uh, one of the suburbs, El Dorado, I um, also sometimes am alone for long periods of time, which is kind of nice and reflective. This year, I joined two other painters. and We had a blast and talked and spent the week together painting and sharing and exploring the creative process. But in this last day, uh, my co-painters went home early, and so I had a day of silence, a day to be by myself, and what a day, what a day it was. So long story short, when I started this spiritual journey, it was through coming to Santa Fe and taking classes from Virginia Cobb. She lives up um, up north of where I am right now, off of 14, and uh, her studio is beautiful. And she had a neighbor there that I befriended many, many years ago because we had a spiritual connection. She's the type of person we would share stories with, talk about Abraham Hicks and Eckhart Toyle and who, you name it, any, any spiritual leader we would chat about. Uh, an older woman, dear and sweet friend of mine, also an artist, very well-trained uh, artist. Well, I decided that uh, she is an older woman and she has been struggling with health issues the last two years. And with COVID, she's been rather shut in. So I thought, I'm going to take take my car and I'm gonna drive up this beautiful drive through the Galisteo uh, Canyon. I, I can't even explain how beautiful it is, but I will try shortly. And I'm gonna go visit her. So intent in mind, I went down to the city of Santa Fe, I went to Trader Joe's and first thing this morning, bought some flowers for her and just some, some edibles that would treat her, being that she's shut in and relied so much on people delivering groceries. Now, let me draw a picture for you a little bit about how secluded some of these areas are of Santa Fe. Um, Several years ago, I forgot to bring my phone with me, believe it or not. And I would take this drive on this long, quiet road. And it was very, very frightening because I did not have a phone to guide me, to tell me which way to turn. And this is one of those places where gravel paths and sunflowers dot the side of the road and signs are rather hidden often. Um, And so it was really rather scary at the time. This was probably eight years ago and very frightening experience. And when my phone did finally arrive, I clutched it to my chest knowing that yes, yes, I was in control once again. Well, strange things come back to us in life, and we are forced to learn lessons. And so today, after I drove into the city and bought these things for Trader Joe's, I came back to my home base and decided to take the drive up to see my friend Carolyn. Little did I notice, suddenly, that there was a low tire. One of the tire lights was coming on on the car. Instant panic. Going from a place of calm certitude, knowing that everything is working out to me, to suddenly, oh... Ooh, this is a place where there aren't very many gas stations. There aren't service stations every few blocks. You don't have the reliability of Uber. There, you are isolated. You are isolated. And it panic quickly swelled up in me. I wanted to see my friend. I was committed to seeing Carolyn. Hadn't seen her in two years with COVID. I wanted to greet her and make her feel loved. And at the same time, I was looking at this car with a low tire. So I drove to the closest gas station, which, by the way, is never very close. Downtown, down near this local area in El Dorado, pulled in, their pump is broken. The air does not work. So I look at my back right tire and I can see that it's obviously pretty low. And I decide, should I change it? Should I put the emergency tire on right now? Should I risk it and drive this long 30 minute drive up through the mountains of this secluded pass? where there's very little sidewalks. There's nowhere to stop. I got the, I looked in the back. I saw that there was a jack and I could change it, but I decided I can do it. I can make it up there. I called Carolyn and she told me there's a gas station right up past her house on the peak of the hill. I thought, okay, okay. I'll drive up to that gas station. Well, this trip, let me explain to you. I think it's one of the most beautiful pieces of road ever. It is dotted with sage and brush and cedar, and there's huge mountains on each side of you, huge mountains, and the road is narrow and winds through, and it's a smoothly paved road. But boy, you get off of that pavement, you are in a ditch. So it's a a beautiful secluded area. There's yellow flowers blooming along the side of the road. The sun is dead center up in the sky, and my light is on in the car saying, warning, warning, tire pressure low. Well, a trip that is usually full of spiritual wonder and relaxation was rather actually tense, tense for me. And let me explain to you. Second thing about this interesting about Santa Fe is the signal, the cell phone signals. They come out, they go in. So while I'm driving up this road, my cell phone starts going in and out. And the nice navigator with his British voice is no longer telling me to turn right at the light by the sunflower. And suddenly I have to remember where I'm going to get all the way up this hill. Now, good thing I've done this path and this journey many times. I knew where to go, but I found myself really focusing on the car and fearing the car and talking myself down with yoga practices and breath breath work and not really enjoying the sights. It was rough. But I get up to the top of the hill. I pass Carolyn's entrance and I go forward to the gas station, go inside. And there's a guy behind the counter. And and I ask him, where is your air pump? Guess what? He doesn't have one. It broke during COVID. Oh, I say, okay, where's the next one? Oh, five miles down the road, further away. There's one. Go go down there. So I go out into my car. I look once again at my tire, nervous, nervous get in the car and begin driving down the road to the next gas station. So I get down to the next gas station and I pull up and there is sure enough, an air pump with a credit card receiver. And I pump the, the air in and it's working. Can you believe it? It's working and the tire pumps up, but I don't know. Is it really, does it have a leak? Does this have a nail in it? Is it going to work for good? I don't know. I get in the car, the pressure set, the pressure valve on the dashboard says, yes. You're okay. You can do this. I think, okay, okay. You know, we like to think that we love the great outdoors and we want to be free, but sometimes freedom is a little scary. And sometimes out on that road, you don't have the certitude of where you're going. So I drive up to Carolyn's place and get, let me draw a picture of Carolyn's place. She is right off the highway, but then she's down about 10 miles of winding road that is not paved, it's gravel. There's rivets in it where water drains. You can easily fall off. Gosh knows, it's really rough terrain for a tire that's questionable. And also for a phone, Waze, where Waze is not even giving me signals. But it's beautiful, it is beautiful. And so I continue driving and I just walk through it. I decide, you know what, sometimes fear is there, but we have to walk through it. I'm a little nervous. You know, I get a little crampy when I get nervous. I There's nowhere to stop. There's no easy place to get off the road. It's go or stop, but there's nowhere in between. It's either, you can't even turn around. There's not even a place to turn around. And I continue onward until I find her house and I find it. I do find it. And I go down her driveway and confidently get out of the car and check the tire. And actually it's still good. Still don't have internet. Still can't tell by my phone. Can't even call her to tell her I'm there. Well, Carolyn has had uh, some really serious health issues. So I knock on the door and it takes a long while. I actually had to go in and look for her. And she was on the phone with a friend. She couldn't hear me. She's lost a lot of weight, but she's such a wonderful, wonderful person and took my groceries with such pleasure. And we walked outside, keeping a distance, of course, because this is COVID and I'm wearing a mask and I stayed far away from her, and she wore a mask, and I didn't want to endanger her. Now, Let me tell you, this is the woman that kind of started me on this journey of self-discovery and figuring out who I was spiritually. She's a wonderful person, sort of a guru, so to speak. She's lost so much weight, and she's walking very, very delicately. And I know that it's been rough, a rough two years for her. And she tells me her journey, her journey in discovering that she actually has Parkinson's disease. She explains it was a very challenging two years. She went in and out. She got confused at times, had trouble standing, couldn't even hold her balance. And she shared with me how very terrifying it had been um, knowing and learning that she had this disease. It was only after visiting three different doctors, all of which gave different diagnoses that she figured it out. Finally, one doctor said, well, here's how we know if you have Parkinson's, we give you the medicine. And if it helps, we know you have Parkinson's. True story. So she took the medicine and she felt loads better. Clarity of thought. She could walk and move. Still stiff, but she can walk. And it is that Carolyn, it is that Carolyn that greeted me at her house. And we sat outside with a glass of water and talked about her begonias and life. And she talked to me about the fear of not being in control, not being in control. Hmm. Very interesting how there were times when she was so tired and so sick that she had to leave the door unlocked. She lives alone, by the way, and hope that her home care people would show up and come in and help her. And at times she was so confused that she was literally sleeping when they got there. She said how frightening it was. Think of people coming into her house how frightening to think of people coming into her house when she was asleep and just having to have the faith and trust that they would take care of her. Hmm. They did. They took care of her. And she she knows that they will come. But how frightening it was. And we shared that common feeling, that feeling that, you know, in life, often we aren't in control. We aren't always in control. Sometimes we have to let go of the rain and just listen. And follow spirit's guidance, follow the intuition, follow how spirit speaks to us, sometimes through a doctor, sometimes through a Waze voice on a phone, sometimes through our own intuition, when to turn, when to stop, when to go back. So I'll tell you, when I left Carolyn, told her I loved her. And I do. And I got my car and I drove back on that beautiful journey back to to my rental facility, down these beautiful mountains. And this time, this time I did look at the mountains. It was beautiful. It was mystic experience. And I realized that this, this is all we have. We have these beautiful lavender mountains and these dotted white clouds and these spots of green and, and birds flying hither and thither and the fence lines. They're not always perfect. And the awkward roads and the winding turns that, that pop up out of nowhere. And sometimes you would rise up on a hill and not even know what's next. But you still proceed. You still go ahead. And you know what? I still didn't have my ways. <laughs> still no internet connection. But I drove and I felt connection. I felt connection. And that is what I talk about in my book. We, we are challenged to seek those moments of awe, look for the beauty around you. Look for the displays of God, of source, of spirit, of a greater power, of whatever you want to call it. It's a mighty fine world out there. And as I came closer and closer down to the valley, getting back to where my rental facility was, of course, my ways came back on and started guiding me again. But I knew, I kind of felt a sense of resiliency that I had actually gone for a while without any guidance, or at least with what I thought was no guidance. And I walked through it and I walked through it. And I appreciated that Carolyn and I still have journeys together, learning how we walk through things in life where we aren't always in control. We don't know what's next, but there is always beauty around us. There's always someone at the door, bringing some flowers. There's always a beautiful mountain range. There's always yellow fall asters blooming, purple blooming asters on the street. There's something to see. So with that, with that short little nostalgic visit to my Santa Fe, I would ask you to proceed for the rest of today and look for the beauty around you and know that even, even if you don't feel in control, even if there's things going, there's bills, there's jobs, there's offers, there's situations with your family and friends, you're not in control. But you are guided. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a special day and seek the moments of awe. Thank you for listening to the Spiritual Artist Podcast. Whether you're following the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, make sure you choose the subscribe button so you'll receive new segments when they're released. Plus, check out my new book, The Spiritual Artist, now available on Amazon.com. In the meantime, Be still, listen, and know that you are a spiritual artist.